Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from Pastor Garth Ball. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Thank you that you're here with us, Lord. You are real, just like Phil said. You're so real. You're so real. And, and you're with us, Lord. And we thank you for that. We thank you for every benefit that you pour out on our lives. Thank you that you love us so much that you sent your son to die on a cross so that you could pour out, as it says in Ephesians, every spiritual blessing to those who are in Christ. And uh, we thank you, Lord, that as we just simply have faith in you this morning, that you're just pouring out from heaven blessing after blessing, blessing after blessing on every person. Sometimes we don't realize it, Lord, and we're sorry for that. But Lord, open our eyes this morning that we may be aware of the things that you're, you're, you're pouring out into our lives, the things that you have given us, the things that we can experience in you. Lord, please, Like it says in Ephesians 1, would you please open the eyes of our heart this morning, Lord? We don't just say that as a haphazard prayer this morning, God. We desperately pray that you would open the eyes of our heart, Lord, that we would know the hope to which you've called us, our glorious inheritance, the riches of it, Lord, the power, the incomparably great power for us who believe. God, open our eyes. If you you, you really want God to show you something this morning, would you lift your hands to heaven right now and just... I, I honestly believe that this morning uh, God wants to impart something into people's hearts. Thank you, Lord. We open our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, you can grab a seat for just a minute. I don't have a whole lot to say this morning. You may not believe me, but, um, <laughs> well, and I don't even believe myself. Sometimes I think that, and then I get started, and it's, you know, a little bit longer, but... But no, but no, God really is telling me to get out of the way this morning. We want to pray for you. And the only thing he told me to do this morning is to pray for people that want to draw near to Jesus. That's, all he, that's, that's the only thing I've got. Every, everything I'm about to say for about 10 minutes is just to give some context for that. The only thing that I feel God told me this morning is to pray for people that want to draw near to Jesus. Um, just to introduce a new theme, we're looking at a new theme, in case you haven't picked that up, His Benefits. And, you know, you could talk 12 months a year on this every year because it is so incredibly vast and the benefits are so unbelievably, and I say unbelievably because sometimes it is hard to believe. They're so good and I'm not going to pick myself. I know, Phil, (laughs) you you don't want us to, but, um, you know, I'll choose my words carefully just for this morning. Uh, But but it, it almost sometimes is unbelievable when you think of what we have been given, but uh, Luke Boyd started off the theme last Sunday night, and he spoke about the attitude for which we should approach this theme. And I think it's worth sharing with you in the morning service, because if you weren't here, you would have missed it. I wonder if we could just put up Psalm 116, verse 12. I think this sums it up. Someone mentioned this scripture at conference, and it says, What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? And as I was put up at conference, I was, it just hit me. I'm like, wow. What's the answer to that question? The answer is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. 
you give thanks to God. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. You don't owe him anything. You can't pray. You can't pay it. You can't, you know, you don't have to pay back anything. It's not a, a debt that you owe. It's something you've been freely given. You just go, all I can give is thanks and gratitude for every benefit that he has um, rendered towards me. And so that's what Luke said last Sunday night. He goes, you know, guys, this, this month, this theme, however long it goes for, we need to be giving thanks and gratitude for whatever we have uh, received. And as I was at conference, the thing that, the benefit that has been such a foundation in my life over the past 15 years, it's been 15 years I've been a Christian now, is the benefit that we have access to God. That may not sound too much on surface. It is the most revolutionary concept that you will ever know that you have access to God. As a Christian, that might seem like something, well, of course we do. Not, no other religion, no other belief system, no other person striving for what, to find the meaning in life has that except those who are in Christ. That we can actually come before God. Again, that God is real. If you're here this morning and you're, and you're not um, connected to, to Jesus, you haven't ask Him into your life, we're going to give you a chance to do that. And I want you to know that it is very true that God is real and you can come before Him without fear, without worry, without condemnation, but you can come before Him. And let's just read Hebrews 10. It'll come up on the screen for you. Hebrews 10, verse 12 to 22. It is a key scripture in my world and I think one of the most incredible pieces of scripture that we have. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters... We can boldly enter heaven's most holy place. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. It's a benefit. It's not something you earn. You struggle coming before God because you're doing it in your own strength. You're coming based on your merit. You're coming based on how much you've prayed this week. You're coming based on uh, how nice you've been to your wife this week. You're, you're coming because you base it on, on how good you've been this week. That's why you're fearful of going before God. But this one says, no, no, you can come into the very presence of God, the only way you can do that is through the blood of Jesus because he died on a cross, rose again, and, and, and took away the separation between us and him. And then it continues on. It says, By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. Next. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting Him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Do you know regardless of what you've done this week, you're clean if you're in Christ? If you have faith in God and you believe He's Lord, He, wrote, he died on the cross, rose again, and you've asked Him for the benefits that that brings for your life, you're clean. Oh, but no, no, you don't know how I spoke to my, my kids this week. It doesn't matter because you're not clean because of how good you are. You're clean because of the blood of Jesus. And um, I've been reading this book, um, Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. It's a story of a guy, Nabil Qureshi. And he was a devout Muslim. And he was seeking Allah with everything that he had. But on his journey of doing that, he found Jesus, and Jesus appeared to him in visions and dreams. And I, I'm reading this for a couple of reasons. One, I really 
would love to bring the gospel to Muslims uh, over my in my time and uh, you know in the context that we're going to. It's a Christian nation, but it, it is you know a, a context uh, where Islam is a is a factor. And, and I also wanted to learn more about. Um, excuse me. I wanted to learn more about Islam from a Muslim, not from a, a, a white or a Western Christian with an agenda. I wanted to go, okay, what is, it's very easy to cast judgment and, and you know, take one script, one pe- passage in the Quran and throw it out there to everyone and go, see, look, but people do that to Christianity all the time and I don't know it's not true and I don't appreciate it. So I didn't want to do that back to, to our Muslim brothers and sisters. So I wanted to learn from a, a, a Muslim guy a little bit about it. Something, something struck me really powerfully, and he was talking about the salat, the Muslim ritual prayers. Uh, five times a day, bow down, prostrate on the ground, facing Mecca. Um, five times a day, the same prayers, every time, each day, every day of every week of every month of every year of a Muslim's life. And Often we've gone, we've, we've sort of thought as Christians, oh, you know, we've used it as a bit of a guilt trip. We're like, oh, you know, these Muslims can pray more than us. You know, we can't turn up to a, a prayer meeting, but, but you, you know, these guys pray five times a day. And, and um, you know, I, I get the concept of that, but this guy, listen to what this guy says. He says, he was talking about it and he says, since the postures and words are memorized, there is nothing extemporaneous. Phil probably knows what that means. I don't. Uh, indeed, nothing personal. Nothing personal about Salat. For the vast majority of Muslims, it is simply an act of duty, not personal or heartfelt expression. Bible talks a lot about empty religious acts without a heartfelt expression. And so this guy, he was young and he said, and he writes, this may lead one to wonder why Muslims continue to pray five times a day. What is the point in reciting the same words five times a day, every day, when they don't mean anything personally? I wondered that myself when I was young, and when I asked Abba, his father, he said, Nabil, before Allah, we are all dirty and we need his cleansing. Now imagine you bathed five times a day. How clean you would be. The Salat is the spiritual bath that Allah has given Muslims to keep us pure and clean. That is why we pray five times a day. And automatically I thought of the scriptures that say Jesus once for all. Uh, 1 Peter 3.18 in uh, Romans 6 in Hebrews 9, it, it says once and for all Jesus paid the price. Once and for all. The cross was final. It was complete. That all that remains is for those with faith. It says there, cleanses our conscience once and for all. And it's by that that you can come into the presence of God. It's by that it is a benefit. It's not an, a, a work or, a, or a, a, you know, a, a blessing from a, something that you deserve. It's a, it's a benefit of the cross for those who have received Christ. Um, and so I was at Presence this week, and I was impacted by God in a way more than I have probably in about eight years. And I thought back to the old days of going to Presence Conference, around 2006, 2007. I was just a Christian. I wasn't a pastor. Not that I I say that on purpose, saying it like that. That was in my views because a pastor is no better than any person. It's just a different gifting. But back then I had no ministry 
I wasn't going to go and plant a church. I wasn't, you know, doing stuff. I remember going back in 2006, I remember going to booking a ticket to Presence Conference for the simple purpose of drawing near to God. See, James 4.8 is a, is a promise for me. It's a scripture that has been personal for me over the years. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. I believe that as much as you can believe anything. It's always been something that I'm convinced of, that if I draw near to God, he will draw near to me. Promise from the word of God. It's for you as well. And so I would turn up to Presence Conference. I booked by myself. I figured out a few people going down. I sort of traveled with them. But for me, I remember just going into conference just to draw near to God. Christianity is so simple. You might want something more more uh, glamorous, something more, you know, wow factor. But Christianity is about being in God's presence, having a relationship with Him, not doing stuff. It's, they're doing stuff's fantastic, but it's got to be out of, a, out of a place of doing that. So I thought back to those days, and they were such incredible times. It was times like that when God called me to ministry. It was times like that when God transformed my heart and took fears away and changed my thinking. And But, but the ultimate purpose of it was just to, to worship God. And I'm there, not a care in the world, not thinking about anything, just worshiping God in conferences, in, in the music and hearing the word and on every altar call and just getting changed by him. And I, and I thought of that this week. And, and I thought, what happened over the past few years? Why did I lose that? And I, why did I lose that at Presence Conference? Why did I stop having those life-changing encounters? And, and I thought of a whole bunch of things. I thought of the fact that I work for college now, so it's a work week for me. And I made excuses. I'm working this week now. You know, I don't get to do that anymore. I don't get to enjoy conference anymore because I'm working. I've got to go to the stand. But I'm in every session. It's just an excuse. It was an excuse. I could have, if I was hungry, gone there and and received the same as I used to in the past. Um, I used to say, it became, you know, of course, guys like Evan Hall would come down to conference from Ballina and I'd love hanging out with him. And so... I'd be like, sessions are almost finishing. I'd be like, oh, come on, let's wrap this. I want to go out to dinner with Evo and, and the guys. And, and it became a lot about socializing, connecting with people. It's very hard to really, really connect with God in that atmosphere if you're thinking about something else. If you're, if you're not expectant, if you're just like, oh, no, I'm here for work. I, that can't happen. If you're not expecting God to move in your life. And so I, I lost that. And, and the first night, Stephen Furtick was talking about Jacob how he'd spend his life uh, grasping at heels and trying to make things happen in his own strength and working away. And, and, and it's, he just beautifully, uh, you know, elaborated on the life of Jacob and how God brought him to the point where he wrestled with God and, and was transformed. But God said to me in that, in that session, he goes, Garth, stop grasping at heels. You've made it about you. You've, you've got all these great things and that's fantastic, but don't forget... The, the reason why these things came about in your life. Don't forget the old days where those things were birthed because all you cared about was knowing me and drawing near to me. He said, stop grasping at heels. Stop doing it in your own strength. Stop working away, trying to do it without God. Seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom. Draw near to God. Everything in your world will sort out if you get a hunger and a thirst for God. Because this thing, this thing, access to God, it's available all the time. But we don't experience it all the time. Because it takes a cultivating of an atmosphere in your life to experience 
When you're too busy, can't, can't experience it. When you're distracted, can't experience it. When you're putting other priorities above that, can't experience it. See, Moses turned aside and God spoke. Jacob sent everyone away so he was left alone and then God spoke. You have to create moments in your world continually where you can experience and enjoy the benefit of God's access to the presence of God. Because it's always there, but I was there at presence. I got stuff out of presence the last few years. I got, you get stuff out of God, out of prayer when you pray in the car or when you put one song on and pray for three minutes or whatever. You get something out of it. But Ezekiel 47 talks about the river that you can go ever deeper into. You can go knee, you can go ankle, you can go knee, you can go waist. But I want to be, this week I was, couldn't stand up. I was out of my control. I'm swimming in, in the river of God's presence. And that is, you know, you can't, well, maybe you can live in that place, but, you, you know, you can't have presence conference every every day or every week. It's once a year, but you can block out your weekend every now and then and go, you know, I'm not booking anything. I'm just going to spend time with God. You know, you can get up and you can get up early and, and spend time with God. You can if you want it enough. Don't tell me you can't. I tell myself I can't most days, but you can. So there's a lot you can do, but if you're going to experience the love, the power, the grace of God in His presence, it's got to be, um, you've got to create that atmosphere for, for God to move. And so I think that's, and you know, after hearing Phil this morning and the great sense of God's presence in worship this morning, that I, I realize why God doesn't want me to talk too much and I'm done. And he just wants to pray for you. Maybe you've come back from conference and you're keen to keep going. We're talking about that with Maddie. We're talking about how it's easy to lose that once you get a kickstart. It's easy to come back to normal life and forget about that. Maybe you want to just say, you know, God, I'm, I want to keep this going. Maybe you were watching online and you got blessed, but you need a real, you know, just t- another time in God. Just a, a signal to just say, God, I want to draw near to you. Maybe you've been like me in your normal, like I was with presence in your normal life. Maybe you got busy, you got distracted, you stopped expecting God to really manifest Himself in your world, and you just need to unclutter, declutter a little, and just afresh say, God, thank you that I have access to you. I want to make the most of that. Maybe you've been away. Maybe you have never met Jesus. You've never asked Him into your life. The love of God, incomparable. Nothing else you can ever experience in your world compares to it. And it's a free gift from heaven. You can't earn it. You might be a good person. That's fantastic. We need more of those. But doesn't mean that you're bound for eternal connection to God. It's just, it's just faith alone. Acknowledging Jesus, I need you. Can't do it without you need your cleansing from sin. I need to be washed clean. Believe you died on a cross, rose again. That then puts every spiritual blessing into your world, including access before God. When you're driving, when you're awake, as you go to sleep, when you're at work, when you're going for a bushwalk, when you're washing the car, when you're cleaning the house, when you're changing nappies, when you're doing whatever presence of God, you got access to Him every single moment of your life. 
So why don't you just close your eyes just for a minute. I want to pray quickly for anyone who in here is, who is not connected to Jesus Christ. All, you, all we need to do is, I just want to pray with you. I want to pray with you and help you articulate in your own words what the Bible says about just calling on Jesus. It's not the prayer that saves you, it's your heart connecting with Him. But I'd just love to help you pray a prayer that articulates what the Bible says about that. And uh, so if that's you here and you're, you know, you, you have a sense of something bigger, you have a sense of God's existence, you need forgiveness from the stuff of the past, you need connection to a life source that is greater and more satisfying than anything you've ever known, I'd love for you to just lift your hand up. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to see your hand. Then we can pray right where you are and we'll catch up later. But can I see you? Just wave straight up. Once I see it, down again, we'll pray together. And then you can walk out of here knowing that you at any time can be connected to your Father in heaven through Jesus Christ, the power of His Spirit. I'm going to give this two minutes because I want to pray for other people as well. Fantastic. Thank you as one. Is there anyone else? Just make sure that you are for yourself. Because that's you. You might be in church forever. You might be in church forever. But going to church doesn't mean you're connected to Jesus. It's a faith for yourself that says, I need him. I need him. So is there anyone else? I just feel like there is. And I'd just love to see your hand really quickly, if that's you. Just let me see that really quickly. Lift your hand, put it back down, so I can make sure that you walk out of here connected to Christ. Why don't you all just pray this with me right now? Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for conquering death and rising again. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean so that I can connect with you forever. I ask you into my life and ask that you would make yourself known to me this morning. Jesus' name, amen. Wonderful. Now, I wonder if we could all stand and just going to get Katie for the last sort of 10 minutes here to sing over us. And if you want to, oh, I, this is, I'm a big believer in coming out the front. You go, why do you want to come out the front? Well, you know, when you stay in your chair, it's sort of, you, you can, you're in your comfort, it's comfortable there. But when you, there's something about walking and positioning yourself somewhere to go, that shifts your heart and says, no, 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 this is, this is me. This is something I want. This is something I need. This is something I'm into. And, and I want to encourage you, anyone, whether you're the hungry person that wants more, whether you're the dry person that needs something different, whether you're the distracted person that needs to declutter, whether you're the, uh, you know, the, the condemned one that feels guilty and you need to just know you're all good and it's only by the blood of Christ that it comes I'm going to ask like a few of these guys to me Pastor Phil and Julie to pray with you and we'll pray we'll pray but I want you to to just open this up when we sing for a bit and why don't you just come now if you just want to spend a few minutes just not thinking about what you're going to have for lunch not thinking about you know what's coming up but just saying you know God it's just you I don't need you for my ministry I don't need you for my I don't, I don't, I'm not coming to you because I need anything from you. I just need you. Why don't you just come out and close your eyes and, and sing your presence as heaven and just drink of him again. Tell you what, God is here and he will fill you and he will bless you. And he'll, if you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. 
without a shadow of a doubt. God, we worship you here. God, we worship you here this morning. God, I ask for each one. God, that your grace would be made known. God, that a guilty conscience is cleansed right here in our presence here this morning. God, consciences are cleansed. Sin is forgiven. Mistakes are washed away. The blood of Jesus covers all. God, we thank you that you're stilling busy minds and hearts. God, you're becoming number one again in people's hearts. Your priority is coming back. We're seeking first your kingdom again. There's people here just going, oh God, you are number one again. I'm putting you back in rightful places, Lord. 1 Peter 3.15 says, in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. He's on the throne of your life today. It's people who got distracted and you're focusing again. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. I pray the living water from heaven, the living river of the Holy Spirit to fill every heart, every life. I God, I pray for a fire and a passion from heaven. God, to touch hearts. God, we worship you. We've got a few minutes. Why don't you just stay there and linger in that place and we're just going to sing together. Just look to Him. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.